Today on the PDX Pet Connection podcast, I have Lynette Fidrich of CycleDog. Stay tuned to hear about how CycleDog got started using used bicycle tubing to create high-quality leashes and collars and later expanded into toys. They even created an indoor dog park where you can enjoy a beer while your dog plays with their friends. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection podcast. If you are a Portland pet parent, then you have come to the right place. This podcast connects you to Portland-based pet businesses, services, and nonprofits. You get to hear their story and what they're doing in the Portland pet community. If you love this podcast and want to connect to other pet parents in the Portland area, head on over to our Facebook group and join in on the fun. And now, your host, dog photographer, donut connoisseur, whiskey lover, and Sherlock fan, Kim Hoshel. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection Podcast. On today's episode, I have Lynette Fidrich of CycleDog. Hi, Lynette. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing awesome. So tell everybody a little bit about CycleDog. Well, CycleDog, we're a Portland-based company, and we actually manufacture our product right in Portland, and we started in 2009, so it's been around a little while. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like... What kind of products do you sell at CycleDog? Well, we are a hard goods manufacturer. So we do bottle opener dog collars, um, handmade plush toys. We do a line of rubber toys, poop bags, waterproof dog beds, jackets. Uh, you name it, we make it. Um, and um, all of the hand-sewn products are actually made right here in our Portland factory. Oh, cool. So like, what inspired you to create the business? Well, back in 2009, I had two labs and I was a bike commuter and the name Cycle Dog actually comes from our, well, twofold. It's our recycling reference, but then also we were founded by making um, collars and leeches out of recycled bicycle inner tubes. So I was inspired by, you know, the numerous flats that I had and this amazing material that we could use. And then I started making the collars and leeches for my dog and the company was born. So, yeah, so um, you had talked about the recycling. Uh, um, so where do you actually source the materials for all the collars and leashes? Well, we have partnerships with um, almost 100 bike shops all over the Northwest. And so when they take a changeover of a flat tire that they're changing for a customer, they'll actually put the tube in a separate box and save it for us. When their box is full, they send it in for recycling. And we also work with all of the REI stores as well as all of the truck dealers across the country um, on a similar recycling program. So all of those tubes that were used on the road and then changed over to new ones once they became flat are stored and we recycle them instead of them going to the landfill. Oh, that's amazing. Good for so many reasons. (laughs) So like, what do you feel makes your product so special? Like, what are the, the nice benefits of a cycle dog collar and leash? Well, the rubber is a really unique material. It is waterproof. It's antimicrobial. It's antibacterial. So where you might be used to having a really stinky dog collar on your dog's neck over time, our product doesn't get stinky like a regular nylon collar. So um, we actually did a lab test years ago 
where we tested a traditional nylon collar and then um, side by side with a cycle dog collar that had both been used for about six months. And we sent him into a lab to have him tested for basically microbial content. Mm -hmm. And the nylon collar back came back with over 2 million microbes stored wow. in that nylon collar, which is what contributed to the odor and the stink and the gross. And the cycle dog collar had a thousand. That's crazy. So significantly different. Um, yeah. of just the, just the amount of bacteria and mold and mildew spores and just microbes that actually stuck to the collar. So, um, from a, um, from a just straight up clean perspective, <laughs> the psychedelic collar is going to be a lot cleaner and a lot nicer. Yeah. And, and at least your collar doesn't contribute to dog stink. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's when you hug that dog and you get this sour collar on. It's just so gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not good. So, yeah. And but we also do a pretty cool line of plush toys. And we're actually one of two manufacturers in the U.S. that actually hand make plush toys here. And one of our kind of claims to fame in our plush toys is we want to make really fun interactive toys that are going to last a long time, which is, as you know, a, a difficult feat when you have dogs that like to eat plush toys. Um, <laughs> yes, I've had so several. Put, <laughs> yeah. So we don't put squeakers in our toys and that automatically is a deterrent, um, for the dog not to want to shred it into bits. Um, it also eliminates an unnecessary single use plastic, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that I feel like we've done really well in our plush toys is we've been able to incorporate a lot of different layers and construction that make the toy really robust and interesting while still, um, being really durable and, you know, fun for the dog to play with. And so we have a lot of unstuffed toys that you hardly even know were unstuffed. Um, we have a lot of um, kind of coil and springy tug toys that are really cool because we use the, the way we construct them is we use an inner tube to create the stretch in the product. And oh, so okay. um, we just have a really unique and creative team of, you know, dog lovers and dog testers, and they just do an amazing job. So I think that, you know, those that kind of recycled component and just the handmade aspect is what makes our product really pretty special. Yeah, for sure. And the toys are durable because I have corgis and they will tear up anything and yeah. your toys are still hanging around. So that's good. A good, thing. good to hear. <laughs> and you also, you also have um, beds that are antimicrobial, don't you? We do. Yep. So we are, I think our beds are currently still the only bed on the market that uses a three-layered fleece and um, has a membrane layer that keeps water, um, bacteria, um, you know, mold, mildew, all that stink out of the dog bed. So you can have a totally wet dog literally launch itself into a cycle dog bed and it's not going to get odorous. It's not going to, that water is not going to soak into the bed. Um, you can literally hose them off if your dog has an accident in the bed or use a greasy, dirty bone on it. You can just you know, basically soap in water, give it a shake, give it a rinse. And your bed's back in action and, you know, dries out the top layers within about 20 minutes. So, yep. you know, one of the biggest things when we were making beds is I was like, man, the thing I hate about dog beds is they always get gross and stinky <laughs> and they're impossible to clean. If it's too big, it doesn't fit in the wash. And then you end up throwing it out. And the more I thought about it, like, man, you know, if the, the, the average consumer will actually go through anywhere between three and five dog beds a year and they'll, they'll buy it, they'll use it it'll get stinky and gross. They won't want to clean it and they will literally throw it away. 
Wow. And so that you think of three to five dog beds, various sizes going into the landfill every year for every single dog owner and every single dog. It's a substantial amount of waste. Yeah. And a cycle dog bed is made and intended to be used for years and years and years. The, like, the original cycle dog bed that I made back in 2014 is still in my office. It's still totally in use and functional. You know, yeah. it's not quite the same shade of pink but it is still there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah. Cause we still have ours on the balcony and, and it was Lucas's favorite bed on the balcony. Yeah. Nice. So now what kind, what other services do you offer? Cause I know that you have the um, dog park and tavern now. Yes. So about three years ago now we uh, moved locations from Columbia street to Pettigrove street. And we reopened with a full factory showroom and incorporated an indoor-outdoor dog park and a tavern. So um, one of our, you know, fun pieces of our collars and leashes is they utilize a bottle opener. So we've always had a really close connection with the brewing industry and beer drinkers. And so it was a pretty natural progression to add a dog park, tavern, dog-friendly bar component to our space. And it's been one of the most fun things that we've that we've introduced recently. And even throughout the pandemic, we were able to offer that space and, you know, give people a clean and tidy controlled space to play with the dogs. Mm-hmm. One, it's nice too, because you have the indoor and outdoor space for both, mm-hmm. for both consuming of, of beverages and for playing with your dog. So you can have some choice if you want to, if you still want to be outside and away from people, you can do that too. Right. Yes. And the outdoors outside space is so nice because it's a, it's a very premium turf. It's nice and, and soft and cushiony. It has, um, you know, it gets power washed and, and sanitized all the time. So even on rainy days, you can come down and play in our outdoor dog park and your dog's not going to go home all filthy and dirty and muddy like they would at a normal park, but you still have some outside time. Yeah. So um, what are the um, requirements for the indoor or for the dog parks in general? Well, we're very much like a uh, boarding facility in our rules. So um, dogs have to be fully vaccinated and current on their vaccination records. And that's something that um, people can literally just upload straight to our website when they register their dogs. And that's at cycledog.com slash tavern. There's a registration point there. So you can upload all your dog's information Um, We also require that dogs be spayed or neutered um, if they are over nine months or if they, you know, come to maturity before that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of of maintaining a really safe and healthy space for all dogs to play. Um, We have a lot of rules on our site regarding behavior and dogs getting along with other dogs and um, interacting in an appropriate manner. Um, And then one thing that I, I really enjoy actually is, um, that kind of came out of the pandemic, Alfie, come here, is, um, <laughs> is um, the red, sorry, one thing that came out of the pandemic that was really a lot of fun was we incorporated a, a scheduled playtime. So mm-hmm. between 10 and about 40, 4.30 every day, dog owners can come and actually schedule a private time to play for a half hour segment. And that has opened the door for a lot of dogs that maybe don't have the behavior or the socialization that they need, or maybe the dog park just too much for them to be yeah. around way too many dogs. And so we're able to give them a dog park setting that they can play in and bring friends that they know that they get along with and come and play in a controlled environment that 
isn't really offered in other places. So it's yeah. kind of nice with our dog parks is we're able to offer private play sessions for dogs that need a private play session and then open play sessions for dogs that are ready for open play. So it gives you a really easy way to progressively socialize your dog and get them ready for full dog park play. So that's fun. And then I think one of the things our customers like the most is we do have a lot of rules and there's a lot of um, rules as far as how you play the game and how you get to come. And so you know that when you come to second dog open play, you're going to be in a safe environment. Dogs are going to be required to get along. Owners are going to be required to take care of their dogs and follow rules. And it's just overall a really positive experience for everybody involved. Yeah, that's awesome. Because because dog parks can be a lot for people. And, and you actually have a limit as to how many dogs can be in the park at a time, don't you? We do. And it's and it's, it's not like a hard cap number. And it really depends on the number of dogs. I mean, obviously, five Great Danes in the run is a lot different than 25, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> the chihuahuas in the run. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we kind of base it on the group, how they're getting along, how rowdy the group is. Um we definitely have times where we might only have seven dogs in the run and be like, we're not adding anymore. Yep. <laughs> you know, but when there might be another time when we have 15 dogs in the run and everybody's just chill and adding another one to the group is not a big deal. So it's really kind of the, the staff has been trained to really uh, be aware of what's going on in the run. And one of the nice things is our staff are all, um, they all know dogs. So they come from daycare settings, um, dog training backgrounds and things like that. So while we don't allow actual like training in our facility, because it's a, it's a fun place for people to come and play. We're not a training facility. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have people on staff that just know dog behavior really well. They know what to look for. And we're usually able to um, fix or calm down you know, incidents or get ahead of things before conflicts arise. Right. And, um, overall they just, they manage that really well. And, and we're, we're able to set the dogs and the owners up for success in our space, which is nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, you do, it's the best thing to do is to see it coming when you're watching a dog's body language and you're like, "Mm, this could go sideways (laughs) really fast. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and oftentimes the only thing that's needed is that dogs need to take a 10 minute time out and go for a walk around the block and hit reset or maybe go outside and, and, you know, do a really quick fast ball session and get up that added energy and then come back to the group and be like, Oh, now I feel better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You just kind of got to shake them loose a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's nice that, you know, our staff is able to say, Hey, I think you guys need a 10 minute timeout. Why don't you run outside and like get this, get this extra energy out and then come back in. And it, you know, it always, it always makes a big difference. Yeah. That's awesome. So I saw that you do, um, and I've seen it around town. I've seen that you do, um, custom branded gear for businesses. So how does one do do that? Right. So we offer a pretty big program now. So we customize collars, leashes, bowls, plush toys, um, even just key rings. And um, the easiest way to get started is you go to cycledog.com slash custom. And um, there's a, you know, a form to fill out there that gives us a little bit more information about your business. And then um, from there, you'll get a copy of our catalog and our full program. Um, it's, it's very simple. We do all of the design for free. Um, we, we work with our professional designer on customizing your unique design. Um, you provide us with your graphics and any ideas you have for what you pr- want your product to look like. And then you go through that process. 
And then our minimum is only $500 in product. So it's, you know, wraps up to about maybe 30 units. Mm -hmm. So it's not too bad. And then, um, well, maybe 38 units really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, it's just a lot of fun. And then we keep that material on hand for really easy reorders. So, you know, our goal is to have our callers and leashes become part of your actual program that you, you know, that's part of the business. Mm-hmm. So like one of our, one of the fun ones that I really enjoy is we do um, keychains for Subaru of Portland, oh, f- which is really cool. fun. And so I just get a kick out of how many people come in and they've got their Subaru of Portland keychain and they're like, I just got this with my new car. It's so cool. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, we made that. And it's just so funny, like how many, just the connection between the, you know, their customer base and ours is really quite fun. Oh, Yeah. And it works out as nice advertising for you as well, because then people are like, oh, I have this cycle yeah, dog keychain. Yeah. Hang on. Look what I got. This is so neat. <laughs> yeah, and it's really great. So a lot That's of awesome. Fun. So where can people um, buy your cycle dog products? Well, I mean, obviously, we love to see the Portlanders actually come into our Tavern and Dog Park factory store, which is at um, basically 21st in Pettigrove. And um, so that's the best place to come. And um uh, with that, when you come into our tavern, you can actually customize single items. So, for example, if you have you want a dog leash that has two handles, one at the top and one at the bottom, we can do that. If you want, uh, you need a custom collar. Say you've got a a dog that's not quite a small and not quite a medium, you can come in and we can resize that for you. Say you have a two hundred pound dog and you need a real extra large. Um, that's something we can do. And so, um, you know, we do custom harnesses, we do custom bed sizes. Um, you do repairs. We do repairs. <laughs> so that is a kind of a fun thing. If you buy one of our plush toys and your dog rips a hole in it, um, you can actually bring it in and we will sew it back up for you and you can try again. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. And you can come in and actually shop around, see our entire collection on the wall, um, have a beer and shop while you're at it, which is super fun. Um, but you know, if you, you know, don't get across town, um, we actually have really large network of our of independent retailers that sell our products so if you go to really any of the independent pet stores in portland you'll pick up our gear there and their kind of unique assortment that they have in stock um, and then lastly you can always go to cycledog.com and you can do um have it shipped straight to your house or you can do local pickups so you can shop online and then we'll have your order ready when you come in and then you can come and play with your dog and pick up your stuff oh nice so what have been some of the challenges of like starting the business? And we know the pandemic was a challenge for everybody, but what have been some of the challenges you've faced? You know, I think for us, actually, one of the challenges that we've faced more recently is just basic growing pains of everybody got a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody wanted one. Uh-uh. Guys, uh-uh. Um, sorry, I've got my own pack of wild animals and they're my own <laughs> set of challenges. um but i think some of the growing pains that we uh, uh, well and um sorry one second i will boys uh, uh, come here they're playing tag one second oh yeah i've got i've got three two-year-old puppies and they love to play tag but then they often get a little too rambunctious yeah (laughs) alfie come here don't want them. Okay. Come here. Uh-uh. You let them play. You know, because it's, you know, two is two are pals and three is 
crazy crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I've got a screamer, and he likes to run and scream, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many dogs? Girl. How many dogs in, or, or pets in general do you have now? I've got five dogs. Um, kind of a funny story. I had three. Um, I lost a hound dog two years ago to cancer. And then um, my husband found a hound dog that was in need of rescue. And so you let them play. And so we went and picked her up and she was in Florida. And when he went to pick her up at the lady that had her, she said, you know, she got kind of fat yesterday. You might want to take her to the vet. Like what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we get it. You know, he gets her to the vet, and she was a really broken dog, really aggressive and really broken, and definitely showing signs of either being in heat or pregnant, one or the other. And the vet said, "Well, she's either pregnant or she's not. You'll know in about three weeks." <laughs> and so, uh, within about four weeks, she had eleven puppies. Oh my gosh. Fatter and fatter and fatter. Um, (laughs) And so we ended up with, uh, we ended up keeping three of the puppies, which was, you know, one of those poor life choices, but I love it, but they're a lot of work. Oh yeah. And um, so I've got the three boys and they're now two and I've still got mama dog and then I've got a Labrador. Oh wow. An old 14 year old Labrador. (laughs) (laughs) Who's just like, really mom, the puppies. Uh -uh, Alfie, come on. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, Alfie, come here. So, yeah, they're wild, 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 wild. Alfie, uh, uh-uh, uh, come here. So they are, they are my own excitement. Yeah. But back to your original question. Um, some of the challenges that I faced were one was raising puppies through the pandemic and trying to run a business. That was exciting. Um, I did learn a lot about puppies and things that people need for puppies. So mm-hmm. that helped. That helped us grow. Um, the kind of boom in dog ownership, especially in Portland was surprising and where we expected to really decline in business, we ended up growing at a really rapid pace. And so trying to acquire new employees, new machines, new processes, and all of those things involved with trying to keep up with demand was really, was really quite a challenge and more of one than I expected to face. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I feel like now we're on the other side of it and we learned a lot about streamlining our, our manufacturing, um, you know, utilizing different, you know, types of machines Mm -hmm. and also giving up products that we didn't need to make anymore. So, you know, really evaluating our line and saying what's selling, what's not selling, what can we park with in order to make sure that we're utilizing our time well. And that made a big difference. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause it, it, especially getting all those, all those new dogs and you're, you're starting and having puppies of your own, you do realize that there are specific things that you need just for the puppies. Yeah. I mean, and to get I people through, started. Yep. Yeah. I went through, you know, the basic puppy stage, puppy toys. I realized you can have enough of those. I went through, you know, all the small collar offerings and then, you know, teaching them to walk and the harnesses because they were slipping collars and then mm-hmm. kind of going through a harness stage. And then, you know, when we really needed to teach them to walk, going through like, boy, you know, like martingales and traffic leads and things like that really made a difference. And so it really made us evaluate what our offering was and how we treated our product line. And um, it also just helped us communicate with our customers a little bit more because mm-hmm. we were able to see 
you know, we were able to come from a, a completely different place of experience having pandemic puppies our, ourselves, yeah. <laughs> not, not on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then also, you know, the dog that we adopted, she had really been abused. And so she came from just a really troubled background and having to kind of um, help her rehabilitate um, actually required a, a different variety of products than I expected. So, yeah, and now she's again, she's just as sweet as pie. You'd never know that she was a biter and a fighter. <laughs> yeah, well, she just needed the right home. That's all. Yes, exactly. So two years later and she's a completely different dog. She's really sweet. That's amazing. Yeah, because I saw her when you first got her and she's definitely a very different dog today for sure. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she was just beat and skin and bones and terrified of the world and she was really in a bad way and the puppies were hard on her. She almost died. Um, got her back from that. And then by the time we were able to get her spayed and kind of back on a track, then the training came in and, you know, came in and we spent a lot of time training her and working with her. So, so do you, do you have any events or, um, charity, um, give backs that you have coming up? Well, so what we have been doing and we were doing pre-pandemic is we would do kind of a quarterly event at Cycle Dogs. So we've had things like uh, we had Halloween party, super fun. We had um, a Christmas party with Santa photos this last year. Um, in the past, we've done a puppy prom for Valentine's Day, but kind of with the rise of the Omicron variant, we canceled that one. Um, so I think our next one is going to, we're going to hopefully do some sort of summer event um, you know, we want to kind of post-celebrate our, you know, 12-year anniversary that we weren't able to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to work on that. But we're hoping to do a really fun kind of mixed indoor-outdoor event, kind of brew fest, which I think will be really fun. And anytime we do those events, we do um, usually a photo booth uh, with a donation that goes to either Doug Lewis or one of the other charities that just generally help dogs and pet owners in need. Mm-hmm. So before we go, is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know? You know, just come on down to Cycle Dog and come and experience our space and have a beer and just come out and have fun. We always love to see new dogs and new dog owners. And um, I think that's probably one of our favorite parts of running the Tavern and Dog Parks is just interacting with people and their pets and getting to know all these different dogs. It's just so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your hike with your pups. And oh, thank you! And I, <laughs> yep, they 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 thank you for your patience with them. <laughs> oh, no worries. We love having dogs on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Uh huh. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. seeing cute photos of pets and connecting with other pet parents and businesses in Portland, let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group. I would love to hear about your pets, answer your questions, and get suggestions for what you want to hear on the podcast. I'll see you in the PDX Pet Connection Facebook group.